Good morning, good afternoon, whatever time of day it is that you are listening. Thank you very, very much for listening. The date today is the 8th of February, year of our Lord, 2020. Welcome to another episode of Shoot the J. Today, I'm joined by one of my dearest friends, one of my closest friends, a uh, Cleveland Cavaliers aficionado, a, a soon-to-be doctor. I don't know how close you are in the process, Aaron, but Aaron is going to be a doctor soon, so you can ask him all your medical questions. Uh, I don't want to say that you're like a diehard Cavs fan, but... I don't want to call you a casual. I think you're just like you just <laughs> I think you just like the sport. Okay. Well, let's get a couple things out of the way. One, not going to be a doctor. Nope. Just please don't. I think I've actually, been no, saying you know for what? years that you're like going to be a send doctor. Me, send me your medical questions. I just want to see those. Um two, I wouldn't say a Cavs like aficionado. I like watching them, but I would say yeah. I'm I'm a greater than casual fan, but definitely not like, you know, watch every single game. You couldn't tell me like what Mike, Mike, Mark Price was averaging in like 1992. No, I was born in 95. Right. Okay. So the first thing, obviously, that we want to get out of the way, this is the first episode that I've made since the trade deadline. uh, And you being a Cavs fan was just kind of a fit. I feel like whenever we will exchange DMs or we'll text, I feel like I'm always very short with you. And it's always because I have these very long and convoluted points that I refuse to make over text because I don't want to (laughs) type. So I've been kind of waiting for this moment, and I didn't want you to think that I was being negligent and that I didn't want to speak to you, but sometimes I just hate typing. I get so, it. I get um, it. With this, this move, um, I think the one thing that has remained consistent is that I've said that there's literally no way that Andre Drummond is going to get traded to Cleveland. Obviously, now that is what has happened. Andre Drummond traded to the Cleveland Cavaliers for uh, Brandon Knight, John Henson, and a 2023 second round pick swap, which is they're going to swap swap their worst pick. So that pick's going to be like 45 through 60. When this happened, you were one of the first people to say something to me and vice versa. Mm-hmm. What was the first thing that you thought and has that sort of changed to how you feel now? Well, so it was, I was just getting out of work when it, when it happened. Um, and I was just, it was it was a weird notification to get because I didn't I didn't think Cleveland was going to, you know, be buying at the deadline. That was right. not that didn't even cross my mind once. Right. Two, all all it said was Andre Drummond traded to the Cavs, and I didn't know what was in return. So like at first I'm like, is it Kevin? Is is Tristan going? The amount of people what happened, the amount of people that were like in my mentions saying before we knew what the return was, because it was like a five minute period where we didn't know. Yeah. So it was just pure speculation, like like what you're saying. The amount of people that were in my mentions saying, I hope it's Jetty so that you have to watch him games a year. And I I, I don't think well, in retrospect, obviously, the Cavs would have never have gotten rid of him. I mean, if the Pistons were able to get the return that they wanted, which was like actually, you know, quality draft capital capital and a young player then it's like okay maybe jetty's sort of in the field there but that i mean he was never somebody that cleveland would have parted with um no so how are you feeling about it today because i don't know if you saw the pictures that came out like andre is like practicing with the Cavs. like he's yeah. in the Cavs. it looks bizarre well and i and yeah it, it looks weird to me and also i've i'm from ohio but i've been living in michigan for six years so i've had you know my fair share of uh, interaction and watching in Pistons games. And so it's weird seeing someone who has spent their whole career in a different uniform, then just like come on over to Cleveland because Cleveland's never been the, the destination town or the, you know, the free agent or the big trades. Like Kevin Love right. has been the guy that's pretty much been it. Everyone else we've grown here. 
Um, it's just a weird, it's a weird feeling. And I don't hate it and I don't love it. I just don't know why it was done. I think the most baffling thing to me, and you're actually the one that showed me this because I don't follow Cavs Twitter because I think that everyone's oh, miserable. It, oh. You would have thought that they just got like Will Chamberlain and really they just got like, I don't want, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to open the door for Andre Drummond slander just because he's not a piston anymore, but relative right. to what they think that they got, they got like that left shrimp. Right. So, and, and well, like I, and I told you this today, but everyone just looks at the stats. And if you look at Andre Drummond on paper, I mean, it is amazing. You, everyone should want him. Yeah. But it's the problem what, is, is, what is the impact? It, right. And also I think of the Cavs fans who have seen him play, They've only seen him play against the Cavs. And every time and he plays the Cavs, he gets like he 35 up. and 20. He had so, he, literally back-to-back 2020 games like a month ago against the Cavs. And that's what yeah. I said the other day is I was like, okay, so since he in recent years has popped off against the Cavs, does that mean that Detroit is now default the team that he's going to now pop off against? Which, like, first of all, that would sound about right. Yeah. Like, you know, um, I just don't understand. And I sent you the the clip. It was nice to see somebody agree with me because I've been on record yeah. forever talking about how I don't really understand what Kobe Altman's doing. But that actually playing back into what we were just saying, the amount of people that were like, oh, my gosh, we got Andre Drummond. This is incredible. It's like, do you realize that you also have Tristan Thompson, Larry Nance Jr. and Kevin Love? Right. And well, then was, go ahead. there's a lot of there's a lot of talk now. Like there was no talk before. But now there's a lot of people that want to re-sign Tristan Thompson after getting Andre Drummond, who for sure is opting in now. Bizarre. What, what I don't, I just, it, I shouldn't get angry. There are things to get angry about, but sometimes man, sometimes. I think if there's nothing, well, first of all, let me just finish the thought that I was going to, that I was going to have. If like the amount of people that were like, Oh my gosh, Colby Altman's a genius. Yeah. What paradigm does what he just did, does that sentence even make any sense? Does, no. Did what yeah. he just Wait, did? Yeah. What yeah, Kobe you got it. did there you go. is if you're the Cavs and your offense is heavily contingent on your ability to run pick and rolls, well, congratulations. You got one of the best pick options in the league and honestly one of the best role options. I'm curious to see if Colin Sexton or Darius Garland or even Jetty, if anybody is going to throw lobs to him, because that's something that just isn't happening in Detroit this year. Like the Pistons best lob man has been Tony Snell in the last like two weeks. And that was even a thing in Oklahoma city last night. So I'm curious to see if that's going to like elevate his game at all. But then you also look at the fact that Andre Drummond is averaging more assists than Colin Sexton, which is the most bananas thing of all time. While that is true. And I can't argue it. It's still, I mean, Colin Sexton just doesn't pass the ball. It's, it's infuriating, but he just won't do it. He won't even do it. I think Darius Garland is averaging like three and a half assists right now. It's like 3.7, mm-hmm. I think yes. is what it was. It's something around yes. there off the top of my head, which is fine. And that's where I think you're starting to see. Because when I tweeted that thing about Andre Drummond and Colin Sexton, that stat, I had a bunch of Cavs fans in my mentions. What a bunch of miserable idiots. Is it well, Colin Sexton is a shooting guard? I was like, boo-hoo. Yeah. Both of our teams yeah. suck. Shut up. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it literally doesn't matter. And I think because this is something that we've talked about before. Colin Sexton is not a point guard. And no. I think my thing with Colin Sexton is I will I will trash him. I will trash him all day. But as soon as somebody as soon as I start hearing somebody trash him, I will defend him to the death. 
It's like right. I'm allowed to make fun of him because I'm obsessed with him. Yeah, it's I'm, like I'm, a it, it's like a family member or like yeah. like a sibling. Like I can talk shit about my brother as much as I want. Right. But in the moment someone's like, I don't like your brother, oh, I'm going to war. Exactly. That's, that's literally because I call my brother an idiot all the time. Like yeah. whenever I have Matthew on this podcast, I'm gonna like introduce him as like my brother's an idiot. Mm-hmm. But if anybody comes after him, I'm gonna block them. Mm-hmm. Like, don't come after Matthew. Don't come after Aaron either. Just ask right. him your medical questions. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Send them all. Send that's them such, all. That is that is an impeccable analogy aaron that's so yeah, good thank because, you thank like, you i i think some of it is because a he's an alabama product b he's an avery johnson product and yeah. c he's just like fun i think the braid also helps he he's really fun to watch like i well, love can watching be. colin sexton play no i mean yeah it gets a little you know maddening when he won't pass it but speaking of players who aren't fun to watch on the other side darius garland i hate it i hate every single second of it to me they're Darius Garland just seems like a less aggressive Colin Sexton. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I don't really know what the comparison for Colin Sexton would be. He's just sort of like a bull, like a, like a bulldozer, but like not that strong, but pretty strong. And there was, you know what pissed me off? There was what? that, that play, that defensive play that he had like probably a week ago where he was kind of hedging between those two players. Cause he didn't know which one to go to. Do you oh, know the one, yeah, the one where he was like, it looked like he was glitching out. Yeah, and yeah. everybody was clowning him for that. And some of mm-hmm. it, I think, some people were kidding. But some right. people were like dead serious, like, this guy sucks. And I'm like, you just told on yourself. Yeah. You know absolutely nothing about And see, that's exactly what I mean. Like, that's where I come to the defense of Colin Sexton, where I'm like, he's literally, now, do I think the prediction that I made that he's going to be all defensive in the next, like, three years? No, I think he's, like, three years away from being three years away on the all defensive team (laughs) but colin sexton is like such an interesting i just and i don't even know if cleveland is the place that he's supposed to be like could you imagine colin sexton under the wing of like patrick beverly Mm. oh that'd be nice i and i just thought of that off the top of my head i don't know how we get colin sexton to the clippers i would i mean the the clippers have literally no draft capital left i think for the next like five years they don't have a pick but man that would be something now i i I want to transition very quick to um, something that you were actually talking, this was actually one of the things where I just wasn't really engaging in the conversation. I actually found mm-hmm. it to be really, really interesting. Why do the Cavs have this absurd obsession with foreign players? Oh, you brought up my favorite topic. I'm so glad you did. Um, I don't know. I really don't. But it is fascinating. Like I sent you yesterday here in I think two weeks or so. The Cavs are doing uh, a Zadrunas Ilgauskas bobblehead night. Bizarre. What? That would okay. be like if we did like an Antonio McDice or right. like a Lindsey Hunter bobblehead night. It'd be but, like, okay, that's pretty cool. He was pretty good, but why? <laughs> I will tell you this. We retired uh, Z's number. He was 11, right? Yeah. We, were, we retired that. And But him, Della Vadova, Jetty Osman um who else am i missing anderson verjao al verjao like it's just i don't know why but we attach ourselves to these players and we've just absolutely fall in love and if anyone says anything about them oh it's it's game over if you disparage jetty in any way and one cleveland fan finds it you're you're dead to rights that's just it i've been doing that for the last like 365 days and i haven't caught much flack for it usually people just think it's funny or me. We have me. One mostly our, just me. Mostly just you. And I yeah. sort of, and now obviously people wouldn't know this, but now Aaron has just 
I just get these DMs. I'll just see I have a DM on Twitter. I'm like, oh, what's this? And it's like six <laughs> tweets from the Cavs just like talking about Jetty Osman. And honestly, sometimes I remember there was one time I actually was like, it was like two and a half hours that you just kept sending me Jetty tweets. And I was like, is he, yeah. has he scored like 86 points tonight? Like, what, what is happening? Why are they tweeting so much about this man? I was like, well, it is the Cavs. What else are they going to do? Yeah. To be fair, it was a really good game that he had. At what point? Uh switching gears at what mm-hmm. point does john beeline get fired Ooh, okay um I, Will it's, he... it's it's not going to be after this year no I don't, no way um i i think what a lot of and i i, I mostly you know revolve in nfl circles and, and a lot of the the adage there is give a coach three years to really kind of put a like a system in um but i i don't think he'll make it three years do you really want three years of pick and rolls in isolation no no. no, and and the thing is, is, is you would hope that there would be like an evolution from the first game of the season to now, but there just isn't. They they have not gotten better. Yeah, they, well, you know what's funny? So we play the Cavs. It was I think it was the what, did we play them four? We played you guys four times I think this year. So it was the fourth mm-hmm. and final time in Detroit. And uh, what I had said after the post game was, as far as I'm concerned, that was the best game that the Cavs have played since Game Seven of 2016 of the 2016 Finals. Like it was, it was, it was bananas. I've never seen anything like it, and I addressed this in a previous episode. But they're they're setting double screens, back screens, baseline cuts. Uh, I mean, they're they're not they're they're operating outside of just their their traditional pick and roll isolations. Like they're making four or five passes before even attempting a shot. Like they're mm-hmm. Colin Sexton. And uh, Darius Garland, they're trying to locate shooters. And Kevin Love obviously just can't miss. It was like, I, I couldn't even be mad because I'm like, man, <laughs> good for them. Like, they're playing efficient ball. But, like, I-, I just don't know how you – now, I will say this. It was the two days after the accident that had happened. So, I think a lot of the guys were still a little bit – there was still a lot going on mentally. My thing is, though, like, the Cavs were on a seven-game losing, losing streak and they shot the lights out. So, I don't – you know. How much yeah. did they really chalk it up to that? Like the Cavs came out and played. Um, <laughs> it's it was to me it was just like I, I saw that, but I since then there hasn't they haven't done it again. Like we we did good, this that's we did this really cool really great thing that worked and nah no 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 nope don't want it don't want it. You know what makes me mad? What about um? You know, actually, here's a here's a good question for you. Okay. You obviously being a, a Pistons, well, not a Pistons fan, but a Michigan resident. I am. If, yeah. if the Cavs are ever on, generally you're watching probably the Pistons broadcast of them playing the Cavs, right? Yes. So, yes. like when you watch the Cavs, which is I don't know if it's a rarity or you're just kind of keeping track, like keeping up to date with them. Mm-hmm. I don't. How attached were you to Fred McLeod? Um, I mean, a little bit. So when, uh, so like when I when I was home. Um, like after after like the semester of school was over, I went home and I would listen to the the radio broadcast there and I would watch it there. But yeah, most of the time I, when I'm watching here, it's either a national broadcast or the uh, Pistons broadcast. So I didn't have a ton, but uh, I did listen to his broadcast when the Cavs won the championship, and that was just something that was you could tell really special to him. It was right, and right. in in return, it was really special to me. You know, oh, hundred percent. When you can hear like th- that amount of passion that someone has for something, like you can't, you just can't help but d- just love that. Absolutely. So a little bit, but yeah, it was. Yeah, it's 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 a sad thing. 
I don't mean to derail what was otherwise very sweet and thought out <laughs> and sentimental take, but you did slide in there uh, watching national television broadcasts of the Cleveland Cavaliers. When has that, when in the last like two years has that been a thing? Okay. The, well, if like, I know hold, anything about the Cavs, it's that they are notoriously on ESPN. Yeah. Well, hold on a second. Now <laughs> they they pop up like once in the blue moon, and when they do, I'm on it. It All was right? like a random Wednesday night. The Pistons were just playing the Nets on ESPN. And I was like, okay, this is cool, I guess. I was kind of, I mean, like, whatever. Seku's going to probably play okay, and he didn't. I think he played eight minutes and went like one of nine. To, to me, it's a treat. You know, it's like a, ooh, I get, yeah. I get calves on a national broadcast. So it's, it's, it's a nice little thing. I mean, it's extremely rare. It's um, embarrassing. O- almost as rare as a, the, you know, the, the Bengals doing well, but you know, whatever. Well, with Joe Burrow on the horizon, but this hey, isn't an hey. NFL podcast. We're um, ready. I gotta give, I gotta give the Bengals props because, well, I don't want to give them props. Well, you know, because if they not don't yet. blow don't, it, not yet, not yeah, yet. Yeah, I don't, I don't, don't want to. I don't, I don't, don't say you anything. dare. Joe Burrow will probably be, uh, a Bengal though. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you this: not Cavs related question. Sure. Um, why are the NBA ratings down? Uh, because more people our age. And younger are cutting the cord. So the the only the only thing that comes in with ratings is just that. It's just television or maybe like some streams. It doesn't count like the illegal streams or the people just watching like highlights on Twitter. Like the NBA is the only like big uh, market that actually just shows you like all of the highlights on Twitter. It's because you, everyone can of, do it. They're one of the only leagues that allows it. You yeah, can't do it, that in Major League Baseball and or the NHL. That's why they're so bad at marketing their sports because they have such strict copyright laws. Right. So, and that, and that's the thing. Like, I, I think the ratings are down because people are realizing there are more ways to watch. Can and, I ask you? Can I introduce a counterpoint to that? Absolutely, you can. The, the NFL ratings haven't changed. Right, because the NFL ratings are an older crowd. I was going to say, do you think that that's, that's correlated to an older demographic? Right. They're, they're fine with paying for cable. Yeah. And I don't No, We're not going to bring that point up. I'm not going to do it. Don't do that. I'll tell you later. Yeah. I already know what you're going to say. Don't, don't bring that up. on. Here. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with the NBA, my, my thing is, I think there are a lot of things that go into it. Mm-hmm. I think, I, I don't think China had as much to do with it as people anticipated or that they alluded to, you know, um, I think what it comes down to are, are a few major things. Obviously, the illegal streams. I don't know mm-hmm. how major of how, how significant of an impact that actually has. There's no way for us to know. Um, so I'm going to say it is at a maximum 10% of the NBA's actual ratings. I that's think fair. that's that's fair. So it's not significant whatsoever. But there's still there's still an area there that they're they're losing viewership mm-hmm. to people like me. Um, uh, and people are like, well, shouldn't you be paying for the product if you love it? Shut up. No. Um, I think another thing that matters is when you head into the season, you're anticipating that the Warriors are going to have a – they knew that Clay wasn't going to be out or that, mm-hmm. he, that he wasn't going to be playing, but they knew right. that Steph was going to be playing. They had D'Angelo Russell. They had Draymond Green. So the Warriors get all these nationally televised uh, games. The Pelicans get a whole bunch of nationally televised games because they have the young core, plus they have Zion. Mm-hmm. Um and then Zion misses what three months 
and Steph's out for yeah. a majority of the year, and the, the D'Angelo Russell's in and out of the lineup. So those Warriors teams, those Pelicans teams. Now, granted, Brandon Ingram has been exceptional, like an all obviously an All Star, a border like he'll probably be like a third team All NBA. Brandon Ingram has been amazing. He's super fun to watch. By he's the way, a, he's if, a if, matchup nightmare. I don't know how you defend him. Like is listening and has not seen him play. You, you gotta just take a day. Take a it's, day. Like go on advanced NBA stats and watch just his watch every single shot that he puts up, even the misses. It's absolutely incredible. Yeah. Um, but so you have these teams that they're these products on the floor that nobody wants to watch. And I think that that obviously is going to have a negative impact on motivation to actually sit down and watch a game. Another thing that I think is a, a, a substantial problem, the Houston Rockets have so many nationally televised games. And for a league <sighs> where a lot of people complain about the style of play. <laughs> If you're looking at the Houston Rockets, they are the pinnacle example of what people don't like about basketball. Now, I'm not saying that I don't like it because I'm, first of all, obsessed with Daryl Morey. I'm obsessed with his concept of basketball and how he sort of created his own algorithm to win basketball games. I'm obsessed with him. I think I've talked about him in like every single episode. The problem is that a lot of people don't. They don't like teams shooting 43-pointers a game. They want teams to impose their will in the paint or even from mid-range. Now, here's the problem. The Rockets just went even smaller. Right. So oh, you're gonna, yeah. I mean, so the, the, their style of play is going to cater even less to those people, and they're just going to keep being on national television. So I think that that matters, too, because it's a product that people don't want to watch. People don't want to watch James Harden either shoot five for 31 from three or like 22 of 23 from the line. Like that's just not interesting to people. It is for Rockets fans because they're winning games, but it stinks. Yeah. And I, and you know this, but I, I do not like watching James Harden play. I hate it. And I like, it's one of those people, like I recognize that he's extremely good at the sport of basketball, but I, I would rather slowly cut off each one of my toes than watch him play basketball. I just don't want to do it. I don't know what it was. I just woke up one day and I was like, I'm done. I'm, I like him now. Yeah. I, um, I don't know what it was. It, it has yet to hit me. And then I, I am completely just dumbfounded that we're just – that everyone is just fine with P.J. Tucker playing the five. And, yes, they did win. Uh, yeah, and then they lost by 35 to the Suns. Right, right. So where are we here? What are we doing? Everyone was like, oh, you guys jumped the shark on that. Oh, this, the, the, the Rockets Wait. can't play a, a small lineup. We beat the Lakers. And then the next night, I don't care mm-hmm. if it was on the second night of a back-to-back, it's the Phoenix Suns. Right. Yeah, it just – how – it's not – it's something that is not very – like, it's not talked about. Like, P.J. Tucker is playing the five. He's an athlete, man. He's, he, one, of the, he's one of the best rebounding forwards in the league. Also, best best shoe game in the league. But, you know. Well, yes. Yeah. That's fine. Um, but he's – I mean, he's also like 6'5". Like, height matters. Coming from someone who's five foot six, height matters. I mean, they just played the the what? They played a game like last week, and they didn't have a single player that was listed over six six. And that's the first time that that's happened since like nineteen sixty three. Bananas. When it was just like a bunch of mechanics and Wilt Chamberlain <laughs> <laughs> and Bill Russell, <laughs> a bunch of like uh, uh, milk delivery guys. And yeah, sh- shout out to Bill Russell though; he's still kicking it. He looks great. Yeah, I mean, for him, he's looked the same for like ten years. I mean, but the salt and pepper 11 rings really weighs you down, though. Well, that's true. You know, yeah. nobody talks about Sam Jones. Sam Jones has 10 rings, North Carolina A&T uh, alum. And uh, no one talks about Sam Jones. He was there 
for 10 of those Celtics championships. And you're I, you're blank right now because I feel like you don't know who Sam Jones is, and that's because most hey, people don't know who Sam Jones is. He Nick, was like the... Nick, you just told on yourself. You just said he was there. What are you talking about? The, you, you just said he was there, which is about any all anyone can say about him. Like, he was there. Oh, no, that's literally it. What I was about to say was he was literally the James Jones... <laughs> Hey, uh, <laughs> don't you disparage James of the, Jones of the of the Bill Russell uh, Celtics, where he was just kind of hanging out, and you're like, oh my gosh, James Jones is still on a LeBron's team. That's yeah. good for him. Good like for him. Pe- people forget, James Jones also like has the record for most consecutive Finals appearances. He does. People forget that, and now he's managing. He's he's all right. The Suns, he's all right. I don't okay. Really, I think they'll probably trade him to. They'll probably trade Book to uh, Minnesota at some point. I've literally no idea how that cap would work. Or what Minnesota would even have in return for him? Could it? No. I mean, people think that it could. I don't really know. People, well, people, people think a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah, I know. But there's a theory that D'Angelo Russell didn't take uh, the number one because or zero. What number is book? I don't remember. Whatever number book is, D'Lo didn't take that because Devin Booker is going to go to Minnesota. You think it's that thought out? Listen, man, I read a lot of things. Reddit's a rabbit hole of information. And sometimes it's complete nonsense. And let me tell you something. This is the last thing that I'm going to, that, that, that will end on. Mm-hmm. What are for you, like the mediums in order that you should be accepting uh, basketball media or anything at all? Cause here's, and here's what I mean. Like here's, here's my list, Twitter, um, Reddit. And then like way down below is Instagram and Facebook. So I'm not I'm not big on Instagram or Facebook. Like I have deleted Facebook for the past seven years. Like once I saw a family start, you know, trickling in, I was out of there. Um, Instagram, I don't get on yet. Yeah, Twitter, there's a lot of good, but there's also a lot of bad. The, what I hate are the people who just have about 500 followers and like sources telling boy sources ain't telling you nothing. I you was, don't, you, know you don't have a source. A hundred percent. And that's, that was my thing about the trade deadline. That's my least favorite thing is that everybody just pretends to have sources or they do the thing where they pretend to be Woj. Right. You know, I got got on a live stream. I won't lie. I won't hide from it. I'm not going to run from it. I got got. I was reading a tweet on like while I was streaming and I was wrong. It was, it was a fake tweet. Um, but I remember I was that guy once, but the problem was, is I actually had a source. It's just people didn't believe me. And it was like the, it was the only time that I ever rolled with some information that I've heard because in it, within the last month, I've been given a lot of information about the Andre Drummond situation, but I didn't roll with any of it because I only I only trusted one of the things that I heard. And even then I didn't run with it. Was um, any of that information tied to Cleveland? Um, sort of, but not really. A lot of it was tied to like the future and longevity. And if he opts out what the plan is going to be, gotcha. um, the one thing that I was, that it doesn't matter, but no, I will. I'm not going to lie. None of it was tied to he's going to Cleveland. And that was very clearly like a last second. We just got to get him out of here. We have to just try to do something move. Um, yeah. I don't, otherwise I don't think Cleveland was that heavily involved. No, I feel, I feel like Kobe just said like, eh, I, f- I feel like D- Detroit called Cleveland on this one. And Kobe just threw like, eh, you can have a couple of these guys and we'll give you a, we'll give you a second. And then they just accepted. And I'm sure he was shocked. Oh, probably. And you know what? I even went into 2K, you know, and I, I, tr- <laughs> I did the trade because I was like, I wonder if the Cavs would say no to this in 2K. And right. I don't know why I thought that they would. I'm sure, like, the game was just like, really? Are you, like, are you sure you want to do this? And I was okay. Like, yeah. No, but uh, uh, the one thing that I ever 
quote unquote reported that ended up being true uh, was the Pistons being interested in Markel Fultz. And you're probably like, well, he's in Orlando. Yes, but I tweeted that. And then it was two days later that like Bleach Report and all these other outlets were like, hey, the Pistons, the Magic, and I think there was another team are interested in Markel Fultz. And I was like, I had it first. I had the scoop first. So you could source me on that if you want. Um, this is the last, last thing that okay. I want. Because I, I, I realized we just didn't talk about this. Okay. Uh, can I get an uh, idiot Odomer? Idiot, I don't know how to how to make this joke. An, an idiot meter on Kobe Altman? Well, like a zero out of ten type deal? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like a, like a speedometer, but like an idiot, 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 idiotometer, idiotometer, idiotometer. There we go. Yeah, I'm just going to say idiot meter. Um, yeah, that's probably better. Yeah. So if we're assuming 10's the worst here, he yep. is a solid seven and a half to eight. Okay. I was thinking six and a half to seven. Yeah. He, I really don't like anything that he's done outside of drafting Colin Sexton. Also, eh, I kind of like Kevin Porter Jr. And I know you don't like him, but I kind of like him. I don't like um, him. But I, I just, all of the guards, what are, and then the, this Drummond thing is fine, I guess. But yeah, I don't, I do not like him. I do not like anything he's done really since he's been here. There was the guy on Twitter that said, the Rockets. We're going to see if we can win a game without rebounding the Cavs. We're going to see if we can win a game by <laughs> only rebounding. I, I mean, like, that's fair. I mean, Tristan funny. Thompson and, and Drummond are two of the best, if not the best, offensive rebounds. And Kevin Love. Kevin Love's the one that had, he had like a 32-rebound game in uh, right. Minnesota. But I, I mean, specifically offensive rebounding. Right. Tristan and, and, and uh, Dre are like – very very good two of the best in the nba so i mean we can just throw up as many bricks as we want to now we're getting them just but you know all back. is, is low-key one of the best offensive rebounding people in the league who is pj tucker like he actually just is doesn't he, make sense it's bizarre and do i think it's gonna work you know what here's you know what? i was gonna res- I, I, I said yeah. this is the last thing like six times well first of all let me let me backtrack for a second can mm-hmm. we can we meet in the middle? Can we give Kobe Altman like a seven point two five? I'll give him that. I'll, I'll, okay, that's fine. Because I fine. said seven, and your your you said like seven and a half to eight. Let's just mm-hmm. meet in the middle. We'll go seven point two five. Yeah, I'm down. Uh, if he trades Kevin Love, does the return matter, or does he go down no matter what? You mean like does he get better on? Does that he get? Does scale? he go? Dude, does he go lower on the idiot meter? Okay, uh, trading Kevin. D- despite so, let's say he got like a. Uh, what we gave for Andre back for Kevin. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. Cause at this point I'm losing faith that Kevin can be, that Kevin is an asset more than he's just something that uh, like a team is going to have to just deal with. Like that well, contract you, is just, you much. asked me this the other day and this is something that I didn't reply to you. I don't remember why I don't remember what I was doing, but I remember reading it and saying, we'll talk about this whenever we do the episode. Mm-hmm. You said, why does, like, what keeps happening to these Kevin Love trade talks? The biggest problem, the biggest, like, fork in the road is the Cavs view Kevin Love as an asset that they should be rewarded for right. giving to another team. Whereas other organizations view Kevin Love as somebody that they should be compensated for absorbing his contract. Right. So that's where that dichotomy lies is the Cavs don't want to have to give, they, should, they think that they should be accepting draft capital, young assets, whatever it is, and, and filler for Kevin Love. But if he goes to Portland, Portland is anticipating that the Cavs are going to offload a draft pick or two just because they get that contract off the books. Mm-hmm. 
So there's just a lack of understanding on both sides. And that's where like that, that's what's so difficult about getting this trade done. Um, and I don't know, eventually it will be within six months, Kevin Love will be gone. I'm, I'm almost certain. I'm lying. I don't actually even believe yeah. that. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I could, I could totally see next season beginning and Kevin Love is, is still in Cleveland, but obviously with the deadline passing, it's not going to be a draft night thing. Um, you know, maybe in some wonky like sign and trade thing, which wouldn't even happen. Like if another team, I don't really even know because you know, that situation just wouldn't even come up. Um, so that's Kevin Love. I don't know, man. I think no matter what happens, if Colby Allman's able to finally just get out of that situation, I'll bump him down a full point. Oh, but, okay, okay. But but let me tell you something, Aaron, and I'm firm on this. Mm-hmm. If he drafts a guard, stop, period, stop, period, stop. He's going to ten. Like I'm, I'm, we are jumping. We are jumping. What two, two and seven, two and three quarters? It's just he can't. He can't keep getting away with this. But if he but if he drafts a guard and then also trades either either Darius Garland or Colin Sexton, which we were just talking about mm-hmm. before we started recording, and we agreed that it should be Darius Garland um, that gets moved. I'm actually if he, if he as long as he trades a guard while drafting one, he stays where he is. I don't. Yeah, have I mean, a problem. if, 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 if I mean, Garland is shipped out and then we draft Lamelo, I I would actually put him down a little bit because. I, th- I think Lamelo is at where he is probably coming into the league is better than Garland could ever be. That is such an interesting take that I have literally <laughs> no idea not, that, if I agree with that or not. That, hey, I mean that's that's how I feel. Do you think I Colin just, Sexton has like gotten marginally better, or do you think that he's just been like, yeah, he's? I think I don't even care. I think here's my problem with Colin Sexton. I don't care if he's better or not. I just want to watch him play. Um, statistically, like percentage wise and like he's worse. I mean, his efficiency numbers are better, but he's, he's not shooting as well from three, which is something that I found puzzling that he started off really bad his rookie season then got really good. And then we're back to bad again. He goes through really weird spurts. It's kind of like, um, uh, Kendrick Nunn or no, I'm sorry, not Kendrick. Well, actually, yeah, Kendrick Nunn's a pretty good example, but no, uh, Kobe White. How Kobe mm. White started the year for Chicago like really like pretty good. And then he starts December and plays. He's like having statistically like the worst month in the history of basketball for yeah. like two weeks. He's just terrible. And then what happens? They play Detroit and he's amazing. And then he goes on this really, really nice stretch. So I think when you're I mean, with with Colin Sexton, I think if there was any sort of offensive structure, uh, if they would run a set. Uh, I'm sure, and they, you know, they could they could properly utilize his strengths, which is not passing. You might as well just use him off the ball or just in an isolation. That's I think that's one of the biggest problems is I have literally no idea how you use Colin Sexton. That's fair. That's and like again, if it's like a pick and roll, that's fun to watch because he can go downhill pretty quick. Mm -hmm. He's fast. He's real fast. I mean, he 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 plays under the rim and he can absorb absorb contact, so like it's fun. But okay, this is the last last question. This is the congratulations, Aaron. You are a, a part of the longest episode of Shoot the J ever. We this did will it. Always be the longest episode it. of Shoot the J ever. Yes. Um, this is the final question. You are not allowed to say LeBron <laughs> or Kyrie. If you say Kyrie, I'm not uploading this episode. Fine. Uh, favorite Cavalier of all time, uh, Jetty Osman. That is a lie. You're just saying that. No, it's not, it, is, it is absolutely the truth. Be- Look, okay, give me a thought out, artic- a well articulated answer as to why. I need like I, an MLA formatted. One hundred percent could. One hundred. It's easy. 
I have never seen someone on the Cavs so just excited to play basketball <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like Jetty Osmond, when you look at him on the court, he's having fun. Sometimes he gets a little like a little angry and tries to get like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going all beast mode now. Stop it, Jetty. You cutie. Get out of here. Yeah. But like he just has a whole bunch of fun. He is just so happy that he gets to play basketball. It, I love it. I love watching him play. And like occasionally you get those flashes of greatness and then they go away. But it's I just it's he is so much fun. It's so just, much fun. It's just annoying. I don't understand his usage at all. I don't either. I don't he'll care. go on a stretch where he'll average like somewhere between like seventeen and twenty one points. He'll make like he'll go like seven of nine. And then he'll just score like four points for the next three games. Yep. And I don't care. It's he, insane. He is just completely, I mean, far and away. I mean, not LeBron, of course, but Jetty Osmond, my favorite player. And if, I, the Cavaliers. if there was no stipulation, you're going to say LeBron. Absolutely. Okay. Because right. why would I not? Exactly. Right. Yeah. Is, it, is, is, game, is the game seven shot, is that the moment or is that the block? Is that your favorite moment? The shot. Really? Yep. I think the, the, the problem with the block is it was too fast. You couldn't understand what it was in the moment. There were very few people who understood what it was in the moment. It was when you watched the right. replay that you're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, how important it was. No, the, the shot was – and, you know, for as much as I don't like Tyree now, at the time, I mean, just him, Steph, that moment was perfection. Did you – Just so good. What – did you end up getting any of the uh, – Remember when they came out with the LeBron, was it the 13 or the 14? It was the 13. Or no, it was the Soldier. It was the uh, LeBron Soldier 10s and the Kyrie 2, the packs that they came out with. To yeah. Commemorate that. Did you, did, <laughs> did, what was the story behind that? I swear, like your yeah. mom was waiting in line or something. Oh, like that. I'm so glad you remembered that. So, um, for those who are listening and don't know, Nick and I met, we were working at the Nike factory store. Shout out Howell, Michigan. Um, and when the Cavs won the championship, I was working on the days that Nike was dropping those shoes, right? And so I couldn't go get them. So I asked my mom, who is an absolute angel, if she could go wait in line at some <laughs> random mall to get some <laughs> shoes for me. Oh. And she did it. She absolutely did it. However, she was the first, she was like the, the two behind, like that, like it sold out. Um, and she was like the second person uh, in line after that. So she didn't get them. But I mean, to this day, I am just dumbfounded that my mom actually just she waited in line for shoes for me. And it didn't matter that she didn't get them. I was just over the moon that she would even wait. So appreciative that she was like, yeah, I've, I got nothing else to do today. Yeah. Yeah. That she, she took a day off work and was like, don't worry, Aaron, I got you. you financial advisor. I, what I mean, would what was the uh wasn't it the uh the Kyrispy creams weren't they like only available at like a truck in yeah. Cleveland something like that yeah it was uh, cuz you i think you could like id them you, you like could id close, them but, but you wouldn't get the packaging right you could get the like, the the crispy cream donut box with them it was a, a donut truck that was driving around uh Cleveland somewhere in there somewhere somewhere in Ohio um you it's can pick them up. Cleveland. Nike's marketing when Kyrie was in Cleveland was unparalleled. Wasn't it something, man? It and was like the, so remember good. The, the Kairachis, those, mm-hmm. those, those banged. I got a yeah. pair of those. Um, all righty, Aaron. I, do you have anything that you would like to promote? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think that you follow. I don't think you would. You going to be starting a podcast anything? anything no, I, I am not going to be starting a podcast.
to be graduating here in uh, in a couple months. I'm just looking forward to it. Um, you know, just finally, I don't know, get paid for once. That would be nice. Yeah, it'd be nice. You know, you and know, then I have move to put these. I got to put these uh, these ads at the beginning of these episodes because. Uh, first of all, no free ads. I'm not going to give out a free ad. Although right. I would like a sponsorship from Dr. Pepper. That'd be cool. Um, so, yeah, I understand the hustle. The bills are going to pay themselves. I think mm-hmm. in the, the, I've generated enough ad revenue from these podcasts. Um, I don't want to I don't want to, you know, spoil my net worth. I think I've generated like three dollars in. Woo! ad revenue <laughs> from these episodes and so we've got to start somewhere though. we're climbing the ladder I, and it, it's so funny because there's like a payout option like this is a button <laughs> for like payout and i just look at it it's like payout like three dollars 82 cents and i'm like i'm so tempted to do it but i was like let me just i gotta let it accumulate a little bit maybe once we hit double digits maybe right. then i'll be like okay yeah uh, get that get that ten dollars and go 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 be a king at taco bell for exactly yeah um, yeah all righty folks if you made it this far, genuinely, thank you very, very much. I know Aaron and I are both very appreciative if you did make it this far. I'm very happy that Aaron and I were actually able to coordinate this because it was sort of just like, a, hey, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you to come on next week. And then I was like, nah, let's just do it right now. Um, Aaron, thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, shout out to the uh, St. Louis Battlehawks. Go XFL. <sighs> I'll catch you guys in the next one.